What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How we doing? Hope you're having a fantastic day so far. Fantastic weekend. Thanks so much for tuning into the 89th episode of the How to Become a Pro Footballer podcast. Today, we got my guy, Ryan Malone, coming on, originally from Massachusetts. He's currently playing professional football in the second Bundesliga in Germany. This story is absolutely unbelievable. If you need any motivation, you need to listen to this entire podcast. I know it's long, but there are a ton of golden nuggets within this podcast. You can learn a lot from Ryan and his journey. He went from playing NCAA Division III at Springfield to playing second Bundesliga in Germany, which is a top 20 league in the world. I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. I'll see you at the end. All right, Ryan, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience, your name, where you're originally from, uh, your position, how old you are, and where you're currently playing, and we'll get into it. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so my name is Ryan Malone. I'm from Chicopee, Massachusetts, uh, in the U.S. I'm 29 years old, center back position, um, and currently right now I'm playing for FC Hansa Wolstock in the uh, second Bundesliga in Germany. Awesome, bro. Awesome. How, how's uh, how's everything out there right now? I hear Rostock's beautiful, man. Yeah, definitely. Rostock is definitely a, a nice city. It's beautiful. It's right near the water and everything like that. So uh, um, the city's beautiful and everything with uh, with football is going really well. Won the last three games. So uh, right now we're kind of uh, as a team, we're kind of in a run right now. And we're doing we're doing well. Um, definitely happy as a as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, so if you could just take us through, you know, a little bit of uh, your career, you know, where you started playing um, as a youth player. Uh, did you start playing in, in Massachusetts as a youth player? Yeah, I played for <clears throat> I played for Western United. That was uh, my club team. Uh, it was the first time I went on trial with them. I was eight years old. And then uh, it, was, it was actually kind of funny when I was I, I tried out for the under eight team, but then I ended up making the under 10 team. Um, and I was, I, I was playing two years up and I played two years up for probably uh, maybe four or five years. And when everybody else was growing and I didn't grow yet, I was still a little guy. Um, yeah. my coaches are like, all right, you're going to have to, you know, stay back with your, with your own age group now. So, uh, no, I played with, uh, West United for <clears throat> pretty much my entire, uh, like youth career. And then, uh, played high school soccer as well. And then, then went straight to, uh, Springfield college for college, uh, for college soccer for, I was there for five years, but I played for four because I had a redshirt year. Uh, I got injured a few times. Um, I had to miss out in a season. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Cool, bro. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that is actually underrated, especially when you're younger, is playing up up an age, you know, up a couple ages, you know, in terms yeah. of speed of play and things like that. You think that helped you in your, you know, later part of your career? I mean, obviously, oh, development-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I spoke with the coaches kind of right away. And when I I was kind of during my trial, I was kind of confused because everyone else kept switching, switching around and changing fields and everything like that. And they were like telling yeah. me, no, stay here, stay here, stay here. And then like the older guys were coming to my field and I didn't even know that they were, you know, older guys. I had no idea. And then uh, yeah. then I was playing with them and I was competing well. And then, uh, yeah, it ended up kind of working out. But 100 percent, I would agree that it, it, it kind of pushed me to. Once I knew that they were like, you know, this they were a couple of years older than me, I was going to say, okay, I understood. Now, now I need to kind of, you know, continue going. But for sure, it definitely helped with the the development to play with, uh, 
you know, these bigger guys and, you know, more skilled players and stuff like that. So for mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So did you, as a young kid, did you always know you wanted to play professional football or did you have other aspirations, things like that? No, hundred percent. I, I, I Jax, where are you going, buddy? Sorry, my, my dog. I got a dog right here too, man. <laughs> I, was, I was all confused. I heard a noise. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry, I got, I got sidetracked. No, I, no, just um, like as a youth player, like when you were growing up, did you always have the aspiration to play professional football? Uh, 100%. Yeah, when I was younger, I used to, you know, I, I come from, I'm from New England. So, you know, going to a New England Revolution game was always like sure. a, you know, a highlight of mine in the weekend. So yeah, uh, a goal of mine was always to be able to play for them and, you know, play in the MLS, but um, bring any, at any, at any level, I really just wanted to play professional. Um, that was the, the end goal basically for me was to uh, make it professional and be able to play in kind of wherever, wherever it happened to be right now it's in Germany. And so, um, yeah, definitely happy to, uh, to have reached kind of like my goal, I guess. For sure. For sure. And as you were growing up, did you play any other sports besides football? Yeah. Um, you know, as American yourself, you know, everybody, as you're growing up, you play every sport possible. You know, my mom always wanted me to, you know, you know, broaden my horizon and kind of say, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And I ended up playing every single sport. And the one sport I actually wanted to play when I was younger was football, American football, but my yeah, mom yeah. didn't let me. She said it was too dangerous. Yeah, and so, sure. um, but no, I played, I played growing up, basically the three main sports I played were basketball, volleyball, and soccer. Um, I played mm -hmm. baseball for a few years. Um, I did gymnastics when I was younger, those types of things. So, yeah, mm -hmm. as, as an American, you know, you, you kind of try everything. Oh, for sure. For sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, that that's a big question right now that we hear. I mean, you know, throughout football is like, is is early specialization in a sport? I mean, especially in, in soccer and football. Is that a detriment to the athlete or does it help? And obviously there are, um, you know, different opinions what's your yeah. opinion like do you think playing those other sports helped you as a footballer helped you as an athlete it's interesting that you asked that because i was just having a conversation with one of my teammates uh the other day about this exact topic and he was asking sure. me the same thing he was like do you think that like you'd be even further if you were to only focus on have focus on soccer when you were growing up or like maybe mm -hmm. if you know i always say to say to my wife i'm like i wonder what you know what my situation would have been like if i if i grew up in a system here in, in europe and i and i went through these youth programs and i was part of sure. like a youth system and then going for into sure. like a a second team and stuff like that so you know obviously i don't know the answer but for me um i think it did help with especially um for me i'm a part of my game is uh my athleticism um, to be able to win the ball, like, you know, my jumping ability and everything like that, my sprinting and stuff like this, like the, the <laughs> typical American, American athlete, you know, your athleticism. Um, I would hundred percent say that, uh, playing other sports like volleyball and basketball, they definitely helped, um, you know, basketball, obviously with the defense and stuff like that, with your, with Absolutely. your positioning Absolutely. defensively and then volleyball, my ability to win 50, 50 challenges in the air and stuff like that. So, uh, I would personally say that it helped me, um, but maybe some others, you know, who grew up in the system here, they would uh, disagree and say that maybe it, it hindered it and kind of pulled me back a little bit and didn't let me reach my my true potential of what I could have done. But um, I have no regrets. I'm happy to be where I am now. So I would definitely say that uh, playing the other sports helped. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I was I was listening to your that's how I got in touch with you. I was listening to your podcast, listened to it you know, a couple of times with footwork and really a yeah. theme of that podcast that I really noticed about you was like, um, you don't really have any, you know, uh, regrets, any second guesses. You are where you are right now because of what you've done. 
And uh, I really love that, you know, um, and that's part of it as well. Like, I mean, you can see like there's stories where a lot of players, you know, they specialize early and they're just focused on football and then leads them to burnout. So it's yeah. like, I think it's all about, you know, following your own path. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that, that's absolutely great. And just like you said, I mean, I think, you know, those those different sports help you with different movement patterns on the pitch that, yeah. you know, um, you can't always replicate, you know, so that's all. Awesome. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Burnout right now is a, I would say it's a big, I wouldn't say a problem, but kind of an issue in, in the U.S. is, a, you know, sure. uh, people always, you know, as a, that's why when I was a kid, everyone wanted you to, you know, tr try this sport, try that sport, try this. Yeah. And you don't want to get too caught up in it. And you, I've seen it here in Europe. You know, I've played with these kids from, from like early on when I first came here. There's these young kids exactly. that are 18, 19 years old, unbelievable talent. Yeah. And then they're just like by, by 23, they're just like, ah, I just I have no desire sure. anymore. I'm, 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 I'm done. Sure. I'm dead. Um, for sure. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's no, a big topic for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting, man. Yeah, so if you could just take us through you. So after uh, playing some Massachusetts club ball, you said you went into uh, you played at, at Springfield. How did that how did that recruiting process go for you? Uh, where did you get recruited? Uh, any other schools you were getting recruited by? Uh, and why um, did you end up choosing Springfield? Yeah, so actually, uh, my story is a little bit uh, a little different for college. Um, in high school, my grades. They weren't so good. I, I yeah. you know, I was too focused on on my on my sports that I, I kind of pushed the the academics aside, and that was that for me is a big regret, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we talk about you know the steps that I've taken are, have brought me here. Um, but the recruiting process was uh, I during soccer season I had multiple visits from Springfield College, the head coach at that time. He came and he he spoke with me after games and said he was like heavily recruiting me. Um, and of course, I, I had tried reaching out to other co other um, other colleges in the area because um, I kind of wanted to stay, you know, in, in New England at some point, you know, in some area in New England. Mm -hmm. um, but everyone when I they got my my academics and everything like that and my SAT scores, I kind of was just pushed aside and yeah, they said, yeah. sorry, like it's, you know, you're you're good talent. But right now we're, we're looking somewhere else kind of, you know, For sure. and so that's when my main focus went to Springfield because they were, um, you know, division three school, smaller school. Um, they were allowing me to, you know, they were not like pushing the academics aside, but they were, they were focusing on, you know, the potential that I have to be able to, you know, do what I can do academically because I, I made actually like a contract or a deal with the coach. And he said, yeah. uh, if you, um, my, my senior year, if my, the second half of the half of the school year, he said, if you, can maintain such and such a GPA for the second half of the year, then that like, you know, I can show this to the board of directors, you know, at, at, at Springfield College and they can they can see that you're you're putting in the work and you're actually trying to get the ac academic side to be able to, you know, make it so it can happen in, in, in at Springfield College. And so I ended up doing what I doing what we agreed upon. And then that's when uh, we started going with the application process and everything like that. And he was very, you know, the conversations that I had with him were uh, were pretty direct right away. And so my focus then was at that point when other colleges said, okay, no, my focus was hundred percent on Springfield. Um, yeah. And so then ended up applying there, got accepted in with my, I redid my SAT scores and everything like that, or SATs yeah. and got a better, got a better score on my SATs. And so that kind of helped out, but, uh, yeah, the process was, was for sure tedious and, uh, was long, but, um, mm. yeah, it worked out really, 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 really well. Um, with Springfield Absolutely. and yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, also, you know, one thing that I noticed about through that other podcast, uh, Footwork, you were talking about how this uh, the Springfield coach, he really believed in you. Uh, yeah. Did you did you see that from the beginning? Because I think we both know, like, one of the most important things there is, you know, no matter how good you are, like, is the belief from a coach. Um, yeah, so would that really help you out. Yeah. So the thing is the coach that was re recruiting me actually was a different coach than uh, okay. the one that, yeah. And so he was, uh, Stefan Siebert, he was technically, so he's the, he's the one that I had the connections with. He's the one who got me here in Germany basically. And, uh, he was the, the assistant coach, like our, so we had an oh, offensive, okay. offensive assistant coach and a defensive assistant coach. And then there was a head coach. So the head coach was the one who was recruiting me, um, to get me to, to Springfield. And then, um, my freshman year, he was still the head coach, but then my sophomore year, um, he left, um, he retired, um, and was mm -hmm. finished coaching. And then that's when Stefan took over as the head coach. Um, and at that point from, from my sophomore year on, uh, yeah, he, uh, he definitely had the belief in me that I could, that I had the potential to, to play at a higher level. And so he pushed me to my absolute limit mentally as, as well wow. as physically. Um, yeah. and so I actually, when I was younger, I kind of, I had like natural talent and everything like this, but I, I, I can be honest, I struggled with like the work rate side of it mm -hmm. because you know if i lost the ball like I, I was more of an offensive player um growing up yeah. and all throughout college basically and so if i like lost the ball you know i had no desire to work back on defense and try yeah. to win the ball yeah. and you know recover it and everything sure. like that or and so he uh he kind of like flipped the switch in my mind saying like listen there's there's two sides of football you got an offense and defense and so absolutely um yeah he he definitely stefan definitely pushed me to my limit but um you know you've always at growing up when you have a tough coach 99 percent of the time a coach that's tough on you is a, he's tough on you because he knows that you can and you have the ability to do what he wants Absolutely. you to do and like you know you know further your further your skills and, and everything like that and your your ability basically and so yeah i would 100 yeah. say he had the he had the vision for me Absolutely. And it, and it just shows that they care about you, you know, if, they, if they're hard on yeah, you, absolutely. like you said, they see your potential and they actually mm. care about you as a player. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So where, did, like when you, you had the dream of playing professionally, when did you actually realize within yourself, you know, cause I think that's huge. Like that self-belief within yourself. Yeah. Once you realize <laughs> you can look yourself in the mirror and you say, I do have the ability to play at the next level. When did you realize that? Um, I would say that was in college when I was having mul those multiple conversations with my coach, you know, after trainings, he'd put me aside and, you know, he'd be, I talk about like a good training that I had or a bad training that I had. And those were the days where like the tough conversations would kind of come in. And he was like, do you really want this? Like, if you want it, like, I need more from you and this and that. And, sure. and he was like, Ryan, I have like, I have connections. I can get you, I can get you to have trials in, in Germany and stuff like this. And so I would say for me, <clears throat> understanding that it could become a reality was maybe around uh my junior year of, of college um because that's mm -hmm. when he started to he started to open up the connections for me because i was getting closer to graduation he started to open up the connections and um send messages and we started getting video clips and everything like that together but it wasn't you know there was always that like oh i that'd be really cool i wish that could happen yeah. i'd love to play professional this and that you know that was pretty much my whole entire life up until maybe about my junior year and then that's when like everything kind of started to come into fruition and kind of come into a reality and everything like that. And when we were kind of planning for it and uh, potentially getting a trip planned for, you know, a summer, just to just maybe three weeks and stuff like that, and which we ended up doing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. 
So how, how did your how did your college career go? Uh, did you play four years at Springfield? Yeah, I played four years. My freshman year, um, I was like I said, I was I played attacking mid and I scored uh, like eleven goals as a freshman or something like this. Around eleven goals, like eight assists as a freshman. I got rookie of the year. Um, so my freshman year started off very very strong, and then sophomore year, um, sophomore year was when I got my injury. I got injured my sophomore year. Um, and I missed half the season, but I came back for the second half of the season and then into the playoffs. And then we ended up winning, uh, like our, our conference championship. So I, as a team, it was very, very well, personally, it mm. had a, I had a tough year. I had an injury. Sure. Um, and then that was when my coach started to slowly transition me into a new position. So I've been playing striker and offense mm. my entire career, my entire life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, my my coach ended up shifting me to center back and uh, more of a, a defensive role and stuff like that. And so he was saying that if you want to play at a, at a high level, I can see you hundred percent playing at, at the defensive side of it. Um, I didn't really believe him at first. I was, I was kind of you know, hard headed and you know, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like I've never played. Every this player wants no to idea. score goals, man. I, yeah, exactly. You know, I have no, I have no desire to play center back. Like, I want to be on yeah, the ball. Yeah. I want to score goals. Exactly. I want to get assists and stuff like this, you know? And so, that was uh that was my sophomore year so um then junior year i was playing with a, a semi-pro team um the the pioneers in mm-hmm. western mass and late in the season late in the late in the season i ended up breaking my breaking my leg i snapped my fibula yeah. or my, my my fibula the outside bone and yeah. so i was out for a long time and so that that was when i my junior year was when i had to do my redshirt year um mm-hmm. so i missed the whole year but i stayed i was I stayed with the team and I was with, I was went to every single home game, every single away game was there training and practice and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, cause I, I didn't want to like not be a part of the team, you know, I didn't want to sure. just do my rehab and then be done with it, you know? That's and huge. so, um, I was with the, I was with the guys every single day. Um, even at video sessions and everything like that, I was always with them. Um, and then my senior year came or my first senior year, I guess you could say. And then we uh, we won the ECA championship, and that was when I played center back. But I still scored maybe nine goals from center back position. Wow. Um, and then my final senior year, I think we lost. Yeah, we lost in the playoffs, and then we were out in the playoffs and something like this. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, my 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 college career was, uh, was very, very successful. We won a lot of trophies as a team. We won um, a couple leagues, a couple – um, tournaments that we were playing on, on, on weekends and stuff like that. So it was a, it was a very, very successful, successful time at Springfield for sure for individually and as a team. So, yeah, I mean, for me, there are two, two huge points in there. I mean, the first one is, you know, when you were injured your sophomore year, you know, the coach shift you, uh, back and like, you know, injuries are are tough. They're really tough, but you know, as we see here, you know, him moving you to the back kind of that kind of sprouted you into the next phase of your career and I'm sure helped you a lot. So, um, you know, sometimes our greatest, you know, setbacks and obstacles can lead to our greatest successes. Yeah, uh, for but sure. like, how did you, you know, obviously injuries are, are tough. How did you deal, you know, especially when you were younger, how did you deal mentally, um, with that injury? Um, at first it was, it was tough. I was pretty down, you know, obviously yeah. no one wants to get injured. Everybody wants to continue playing and stuff like that. But, um, sure. this is where Mike, this is where Stefan was, was absolutely unbelievable because he was, he's someone who was always like there for me on the field to like push me and motivate me and do everything like that. But it was the off the field stuff that like kind of separated him from, yes. from every other coach that I've had. 
him on a personal level was like absolutely outstanding. And so when I, you know, when I went to the hospital and I had to go get those x-rays and stuff like that, like he was there and like, even during like rehab sessions, like he was there just kind of checking in on me and he'd message me all the time, making sure that like my schooling was still going well. And like, that, like everything, everything in my life was still kind of like solid and everything like that. And yeah. so the, my relationship with him kind of kept me motivated to, to want to keep bettering myself, which is why I stayed with the team. Um, and I was with them every single day. And like I said, with the video sessions and everything like that, yes. Um, yes. for me at that point, <clears throat> because I couldn't physically get better, I couldn't physically do the things that I, that I wanted to do. I said, yeah. okay, I'm going to take this time and, and focus more on like the, my tactics side and learn the, the defense. Because as I said, yes. sophomore year was when I got moved to, to center back. And then I got injured, but then I was still able to play a little bit. But then junior year was when I like got I was like out for the year, and I took that mm-hmm. year to to basically learn the position and like learn all the the insides and outs of like what to do and what not to do in that position. Because for, for sure. me, physically, I was physically able to adjust to the position well, but it's the mm-hmm. mental side and like the knowledge of this knowledge of it and the experience of of you know when to you know all the tactics and everything like that that go with it. And so I took that year and I said, okay, this is the year that I'm gonna. I'm going to focus on on learning the position as well as I can if I want to take this position seriously. And so, yeah, that was a yeah, it was a tough year for sure. But I think that year um, kind of helped me grow and be where I am right now. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I think we could both agree that you know, probably the most important part of the game is tactics and decision making. Um, yeah. But for the younger players listening, like who. Um, are injured or maybe don't have enough game time or aren't as experienced, what would you advise them to do to learn about the position? Like you said, like any, any practical tips you could give them to learn about their position off the field when they're injured or, or, you know, not playing. Well, yeah, having the, having your a relationship with your coach and saying, okay, can we set aside times that we can, uh, you know, you and I can go over a video session. Hey, can, can after training, I know that you're with the guys, but is there a time where you can, you can work with me and I can, I can focus on the things that I want to want to better. Or maybe if we record video sessions from training, even though I'm not a part of it, maybe we can go over, you know, what the center backs did well, what the center backs did, did not so well, or whatever position that, that, that person's playing. Um, and kind of focusing on, you know, almost being like the, the coaching side of it and understanding, you know, the, the big picture side of it and how to understand the, the side of, aside of your position that you're normally not not used to normally you're in the position you're on the field you're you're looking around but Absolutely. kind of taking yourself outside the field and being able to see it from an outside perspective can make you learn and change your yes. your your respect on that position and everything like that so yeah for sure just putting taking time and putting aside and meeting, you know having a good relationship with your with your coaches even if it's not the head coach maybe this the assistant coach or something like this and and if you don't have the time to do that then there's always there's always uh you know professional videos online that you can you can check out and everything like that i think pep guardiola does does videos on his tactics all the time and so yeah, if you yeah. wanted to learn something on like a team tactic and stuff like that you could easily check him out and understand okay how can i better myself here how can i better myself there yeah absolutely the information is out there and then man i think like you said even even you know putting that effort into develop a relationship with that with the coach like they'll really see that you really have that desire to learn and i think yeah. every coach loves a student of the game like you, you always have to be a student of the game whether you're a player or a coach and um you know i think we could both agree that if you're when you're a teacher you're trying to help younger players or when you see someone who has the hunger to learn, it motivates you to teach them even more. So Correct. I think developing 100%. that relationship is huge. 
hundred percent. And the, the, the nice thing about football is that there's no one scenario that's the same. Everything, every single scenario yes. in a game of football is different. So you it's, there's not just like a, here's what happened and here's the answer. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like there's exactly. every, there's so many sides of the game that you can learn and there's always, you know, no one's perfect. Everybody, you know, makes mistakes. You can learn this and that from every little scenario of a game. And that's what, that's what develops the experience and saying, okay, I, I had a similar situation like this. How do I, you know, go about it and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to point out that I think is huge is, you know, when you were injured your junior year, you said you, you stayed with the team. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's really underrated because, you know, I think in the professional game, especially uh, personally and spoken to a couple of friends, when you're injured, you kind of feel this useless feeling, you know, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, take away. But when you still try to participate with, with everything, you go to watch the trainings, um, you know, and you, you do all the stuff off the field and you're, you know, you're still doing banter with the boys and still having fun. Like they, they still feel like you're still there. And I think, um, yeah. you know, that that's big when you're injured, you know, it's, it's an underrated thing to, still stick with the team. And even if you feel maybe uh, emotionally down, I think staying with them will, will keep you, you know, level headed. Yeah. And especially like, you know, me in college at that point, when I was a junior, I was kind of like one of the upper class when I was like one of the older guys. And for yeah. me, it was another, another way to kind of set an example of like, this is how, this is how like, uh, you know, a teammate should be, you know, whenever you're, when you're personally not doing well, like to be able to <clears throat> be there and be there for the successes of your other, of your teammates, then it kind of shows like, okay, that's how, maybe that's how I want to be, you know, and that's like For that. Sure. So it also helps motivate the motivate the guys that, you know, that are a part of the team that, you know, see it as, okay, oh, okay. If something like that ever happens to me, like that's what I want to be like, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Just a role model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so, um, so after your senior year, how did you end up, you know, what was, what was the decision-making process in your head? Like how, how did you, end up in Germany? Were you, um, were you going to try to pursue something here in the U S or, you know, did the coach help you with connections in Germany? How did that work? Yeah. So I went my, my final year at Springfield, I actually went, um, for a week to, <clears throat> to Florida for an MLS combine. And I made it to like the final day. And there was like the, this like final 22 guys and they we did like an 11 v 11 out of like the 600 guys that were there mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you know then there was you know a couple of mls coaches and scouts and everything there that were making connections and you know it just didn't work out um but then i ended up going on trial with the uh, rochester rhinos um yeah. in the u they were in the usl at the time i don't know where i don't know if they're still in the usl now yeah, yeah, yeah. usl championship yeah yeah okay and so i was yeah. with them um and then I made like the first cut of the trials and then I was there for um, I was there for about a week. And at the end of the end of it, they needed to cut like three more guys. And I was one of the guys that got cut. Um, but, but the thing is, the year before that, so I'm kind of rewinding now a year before that time, before my final year, um, when I was making connections with my coach to potentially have Germany as an option, sure. I came here. I came to Germany for for two and a half weeks on like just a visit. Um, and Stefan's best friend, who was my agent, my first year, he kind of set me up with some training sessions and everything like that. I was with, uh, 
Biaka, so Berliner AK. Um, I was with Victoria Berlin. They're in the third mm-hmm. league now, but they were in the fourth league at the time. And then I trained one time with um, – actually, those first two times were just those two teams. And <clears throat> I split a week and a half with one team and then a week and a half with the other. Mm-hmm. And I was just on nothing, nothing serious. There was no trial. It was just a training session because I wanted for me to personally, I just wanted to see the style of play. You know, would I even fit in Absolutely. at like a lower level and stuff like that? And so um, that was when, you know, Germany kind of came into my mind. Okay, this is a possibility. Um, yeah. And so going back forward to Rochester Rhinos, once I got um, cut from the Rhinos, then it was it was that it was I finished out my year at Springfield and then I was done. And then I ended up booking a, I booked a ticket to Germany again. And then I was on trial, like official trials with three teams. And that was, um, that was Magdeburg. So Magdeburg, they're in the third league. Now they're about to get promoted Mm -hmm. to the second league. I was with, uh, Neustrelitz. And then I was with also, um, I was also again on official trial with Biaka. Um, and, all three were luckily this time. All three were offering me contracts, and I took took the route of Magdeburg because they were in a they were in a promotion spot to get promoted to the third league. Mm. Luckily, they did, and so uh, that ended up happening. So I ended up becoming, or I ended up coming here straight to the third league right out of college. Um, wow. So that for me was like an absolute dream okay. for sure. Um, so that that like whole process of of how it happened was actually kind of surreal. With like mm-hmm. you know going to the MLS combine, nothing happening, going to Rochester Rhinos, getting, getting cut. And then all of a sudden coming on trial here. And then three teams are like, we want you boom, boom, boom. And then yeah. like, that was it. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the beauty, you know, that's the, the ups and downs of football. Like it's like, you know, you can have rejection, rejection, boom. And then you land in like, you know, one of the better leagues in the world. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah. So, what would you describe like at the time, like the difference between uh, the USL and Germany, like level, I mean, um, you know, intelligence of players, things like that. Um, so a lot of the USL guys, it was all guys coming straight out of college, but most of those guys were all playing division one and they had ambitions to play in the MLS. So <clears throat> quality was of, of course it was high. Um, yeah. It was also kind of difficult to see because when I was on the trial, it was winter. And so we were kind of training inside. Oh, yeah. And so we were, all, yeah. we were playing all small sided games and everything like that. We didn't really have a time to to go out on a big field on turf or something like that. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, so everything was inside. Um, so it's kind of hard to compare the, the, the big picture of like tactics and everything like that, of how it is with the with the USL compared to how it was here. Because when I came here on my trial, it was like, you're doing small side. We went to 11 v 11s. We were doing, you know, it was like everything. So, um, but from my comparison directly from like what I've experienced in the U S compared to here tactics, I said this in the last podcast tactics was like one of the, one of the biggest differences for sure. It's almost like, I don't want to say this like in in like a rude way, but in in the U S I feel like everything's kind of like sloppy and unorganized. Whereas here, everything's like, from wherever the ball is on the field, there's like a there's like an action, a plan of action of yes. how we're going to attack them on defense, how we're going to attack them offensively. It's like the the yeah. the mental side of it and like the, the the thoughts of how 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 deep into thought they go with with like their planning of going against certain opponents is I think a little bit more com- complex here in Germany and more yeah I don't yeah more complex I guess you could just say and then yeah yeah 
No, I mean, I, I think, yeah, just, you know, the, the game intelligence of, of, of European, especially German players is just, you know, uncomparable. You know, I mean, I, when I lived over there, played for three years as well. And like, you would go to a park, you know, and play like in one of those small basketball courts. Yeah. And, uh, there'll be a guy, there'll be a guy, man. Like he just finished smoking a cigarette, you know, you're just there to play some pickup, you know? Uh, and this guy gets on the ball and he's just like, he's like, 20 pounds overweight and dude, this guy makes unreal yeah. decisions. Just his touch yeah. is unreal. So like, <laughs> yeah. you can't judge a book by its cover over there. Man. No, definitely, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when you moved over to Germany, um, obviously, you know, switching countries and adapting to a new country is, is, is always tough. So how did that go? The, the adaptation period? Well, that was one of the most difficult times yes. ever in my life um, yes. when I first got here. <clears throat> so I moved I moved here in the summer 2015. And when I first got here, uh, I was alone because my wife was was still back home for like a couple months. Mm -hmm. And she came she came later in August. I was here in first week of June um, <laughs> and <clears throat> not being able to speak the language was the most difficult thing ever, because where I was like in Magdeburg, there was only maybe three or four players that could speak English. Um, yeah, so yeah, whenever yeah. I had questions, like I would ask them. And at that point, some, you know, some of those guys, you know, they're trying, of course, but their English also isn't perfect. And so exactly, um, exactly. I had to learn the language as quickly as I possibly could, but I, it's still, it was so mentally like frustrating. Oh. I'd come home from yeah. training and I would just be, I would be physically exhausted, but I would just be mentally like drained because yeah. I'm just like, I have no idea what was even happening today you know and like the coach Absolutely. is trying to explain something and he's saying it to me in german and i'm just like i don't know what you're i don't oh, know what yeah. you're saying you know yeah and yeah, then he yeah. would try and explain and then he would try and explain it in english and it was just like this broken english and so i'm just like oh yeah, you know, yeah trying yeah. to understand as much as i possibly can so exactly. the the adjustment period for sure was very very difficult but uh once you're kind of thrown into it and you don't you're like when you're yeah. in you're in high school and you have to study the couple of years of, of a language and everything like that yeah you know? yeah you, it's it's this it's a different kind of studying than it is when you're thrown into the mix and you literally yeah. have no choice but to learn the language and so absolutely that was what that was what made me learn learn it a lot quicker especially like on the field um like the commands and everything like that when i'm speaking with my teammates you know telling them left right behind you man on this mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. um the commands kind of came really really quick um, absolutely so that was the one like easy side of it but the yeah <clears throat> the general speaking and the conversations that took that took years. That was a long, long time. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, people don't people don't realize. I mean, you can't even hard to even go to the gross grocery store. <laughs> go, and get some food go to the grocery it, store, <laughs> and they're just, they're like, they're just telling you the total. Price. Yeah, they're trying to tell you the yeah. total price. Yeah, you told us five bucks. And you're like, what, yeah. what did you say? I don't yeah, know. You yeah, take exactly. my money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you hold you hold out the euros. You're like, you right, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They could just grab, you know, 20 uh, and you're done. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Oh, man, I swear. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, how, like, how how did, um, yeah, I wanted to touch on this. Like, you know, I always say this, like, quotes and cliches are like, yeah, quote, everyone says quotes uh, are cliche, but it's because they actually mean something. So, it's like, well, you talked about get out of your, you know, get out of your comfort zone. You know, it's easy to say, but when you're thrown in a country where you don't speak the language, you're trying to succeed yeah, you really don't pitch. have a choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just, it, it's just like, like you said, completely, probably like 20 times, 30 times sped up where it's like, dude, I got to learn this real quick or I'm screwed. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, that's the... how did you, how did you learn, like, what were your, how did you learn the language and, you know, how long did you, do you think it really kind of took you? Uh, from a timeline, I would say it was like maybe two years before I could like really be comfortable enough to like have a conversation sure. with someone. Um, sure. But like I said earlier, the, like with the, the commands on the field, that took, I don't know, a couple months. Um, mm -hmm. But I also had like a, I also had like a giant sheet that I printed out of like a whole bunch of commands, any command that I could think of, you know, I come home from training and I'd sit down and I just spend 20 minutes a day just looking at it and just kind of like almost like a flashcard kind of thing. Like you're studying yeah, for yeah. an exam, you know, just, just staring sure. at these things and then the next day. But the thing is, what was the most important is once I learned it, I tried to, you know, implement it into the into a game like situation so like sure. when i'm in training i would say it and the thing is for me the biggest thing for me is i wanted when i said something if i said it wrong i wanted people to correct me i didn't Absolutely. want people to feel bad like because you know it's like when you you're in the u.s and you have a foreigner or something like that you, yeah, you, yeah. you feel you feel bad sure. correcting them because they're, sure. they're trying to speak your language you know what i mean and yeah you, just, you then all of a sudden correct them then they're like oh crap you know i'm you know uh, yeah, i can't yeah. speak the language or whatever but I was, I felt like I was the opposite. I wanted people, anytime that I was speaking, I wanted people to be like, okay, that is not how you say it. We got to say For it sure. like this. For so, sure. um, I immediately started telling people like, when I say something wrong, correct me. And so that for sure helped. Um, but on a, like I said, on a timeline of like when I could fully speak, it was about two years and then commands mm -hmm. were on the field were, were pretty quick, a couple months later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, just like you said, I mean, you know, it, it takes, take some time but if you obviously if you put it in and the biggest thing is i think using it right away like uh mm -hmm. you know i think it it's easy to say but not being afraid to make a mistake that's why you Correct. know everybody, everyone when they're trying to you know learn new languages especially over in germany i'm sure you many times like oh, i gotta have a couple beers before i speak english and <laughs> because you don't yeah. think you know yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Yeah, every time we'd have a Mannschaftsabend or whatever, like a team yeah, evening, yeah. Like it was, it was the words would just start spitting out, and they're like, "Wait, you can speak German real well," and I'm like, "Oh man!" Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> but the tough thing is, can you being funny in German is tough. I don't know. I mean, I think it takes a while, but that I started to, the last like maybe year and a half, two years. That was when I was yeah. able to like start making jokes and everything like yes. that because I was comfortable enough to speak the language where I could like exactly. mess with people because yeah. like me when i speak english i I'm, and me and my my buddies i typically like to mess with guys you know and i'm yeah, saying stuff yeah, like yeah. that and so of course, yeah. and so i said to I've, I've said to my wife i'm like i feel like when i speak german i'm a i'm a totally different person i'm too yeah, like yeah. you know normal and like you know whatever yeah, like boring, on the know? grant yeah, boring but on the grand scheme, yeah. i'm like i'm like kind of a weirdo you know what i mean i make yeah, jokes exactly, i do this exactly, and that exactly. and so i'm starting to like kind of get into the flow of like my my normal self in german i guess for you sure say. for sure yeah once you get that, you've had it mastered, you know? No, oh, yeah, then you're good to go. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so could you take us through how did, how did the season go at uh, Magdeburg? Uh, that was actually interesting. Um, like I said, at the beginning, it was really, really tough. And one of the things that my coach told me was like, um, you're not going to play until you at least know commands on the field and you can speak German. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. crap. Okay, so that's when I started printing out that sheet of paper and I was like kind of studying the crap out of it. And then it wasn't, I think it was, end of october yeah it was end of october where i got my first start um and it was against vn Wiesbaden at home there was like twenty-seven thousand people there and i wow. scored the one zero goal to win the game in like the wow. 89th minute or something like that yeah it was yeah. like 
that was one of like the best like debuts I could have ever imagined. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the biggest crowd then, you've ever played in front of. Uh, at that time, yes. At that time, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next game was against Dresden. Um, I scored again. We were uh, we, but we lost three two in Dresden. There was thirty thousand fans that game. It was full stadium. I was like that, and they had like, and that game was actually pretty nuts because that was the game. I think I'm I'm pretty sure you might have seen it, but it was like the Dresden had the biggest banner like in the world oh, that's yeah, ever yeah, been yeah. like made. And it was like yes. surrounding the entire stadium. And wow. that was the game that we that, that I played. And I walk out of this at wow. a tunnel and I look around. And I was I just see this giant banner. I'm like, whoa, that's freaking cool, yeah. you know? And I'm like, wait, yeah. Ryan, focus on the game, you know. But yeah, I'm thinking yeah. in my head, like, whoa, that is so cool, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the third game, it was at home. I started again. That was my third start in a row. And so I was kind of getting to a rhythm. I started getting, you know, I was starting to play yeah. and everything like that. And then early in the first half, Guy land on a corner kick. Guy lands on my knee. I tore my uh, tore my MCL on the inside, and I was out um, until the end of Chris end of winter break. And then I came back, um, and I was in preseason with the with the team, and we went to Spain. I had a really really good preseason. <clears throat> At that point, Magdeburg started talking to me about uh, contract extensions because I only had a one year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, you know, we're really happy with you. You're doing really well. You know, when we get back to, when we get back home, we want to, you know, talk about contracts. And then first training back home, it was, there was a bunch of snow on the ground. And so we played on turf because the grass was frozen. And so we mm-hmm. shoveled off the, shoveled off the snow off the turf, but it was still snowing. Yeah. And again, like maybe 30 minutes into training, we were playing like a tournament style. My foot got caught up and I, Twisted my ankle, twisted my knee, and yeah. I tore my uh, sinusmosis bond, or wow. sinusmosis bond. I'm speaking German, see? Yeah, yeah, sinusmosis yeah, yeah. ligament on on the other yeah. foot, and that uh-huh. was I was out for I was out for like 11 weeks after that, and then wow. contract extensions kind of went out the air because I was injured and I only had played a few games and this and that. And so at the end, toward the end of the season, I was only getting subbed in here and there. I never got never mm-hmm. started again, and uh, so it started really well. But then kind of ended kind of difficult. Um, so that was my that was my year at Magdeburg. Wow, wow. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I think for, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, your debut game scoring and the next game scoring, you know, one of the biggest questions I always get from younger guys is how, like, they always say, yeah, I do really well in training. Then when big games come, you know, I, I get nervous and you know, I don't perform my best. How do you like, cause you just said, you know, when you went out to the Dresden game and the huge banner and it was like, wow, this atmosphere is unreal. How do you put yourself in that moment and just, you know, focus on the now and focus on the game? Cause it's, I mean, obviously it's, you know, easier said than done. That's a tough question, but um, I'm always someone that like, it's kind of weird to say, but when, when there's like a not like a spotlight but when like when the game's on it's like i i, I like that i i like crave that kind of pressure that feeling of like oh this is a, there's a big moment in front of me like yeah, yeah and you know i'm someone who likes to i like to prove doubters um and so like you know that was, for me that was my first time like that first few months like people you know people are like oh this kid's an american you know whatever this yeah, and that and yeah. those first few games like when i got my chance to start i was like okay now's my time to like show them sure. what, like what I can do, you know? And so yep. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. I just, the, the pressure of like, you know, feeling everything around you and like feeling like how, how big of the moment is that that's in front of you and knowing, okay, I need to perform today. And like, this is my chance. And so like, I don't know, I've always, I've always, I guess, thrived on moments like that. Um, yeah. It's kind of yeah. hard to, 
kind of hard to explain or say how I kind of flip a switch into that training to game mode. Um, For sure. Yeah, I mean, I just, think it's that, that dark yeah. side motivation that people can find, like, you know, yeah. the non-believers and things like that, you know, try, trying to tune into that. Yeah, for sure. So, so after, so after Magdeburg, what was, what was the next step? Um, at that point I was speaking with my agent at the time and I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, build my connections and figure out where, where I was going to go in the summer. I wanted to stay in the third league because sure. I, you know, I really, really loved the league. The stadiums were unbelievable. The atmosphere and everything like, excuse me, everything like that was, was unbelievable. So my goal was mm-hmm. to, was to stay in the third league. Um, Unfortunately, because of my lack of gameplay, I was new in the new in the German system. No one really knew who sure. I was. I played a few games, and so I kind of got pushed aside. Of course, and they were always going to take yeah. someone that they they know. Um, and so at that point, I was thinking, okay, can I go on trial? This and that. So I ended up going on trial with uh, with Stuttgart Kickers at the time, um, and that was kind of like really my only option. And they had just been relegated from the third league. I had played against them. And they had been relegated to the fourth league. And mm-hmm. when I went on trial with them, I was there for three days. And after the three days, they sent my agent a, a contract offer. And we kind of took it right away because I was like the only only option we had. But that before that, it was about maybe a month and a half where I was just at home training, staying fit, working mm-hmm. out, like kind of just doing all these things on my own. And sure. um I was saying to my wife, I'm like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, if I don't get a contract, like, we, we got to go home. We got we to gotta go back home. And so yeah. uh, at that point, I was we we were happy enough to get uh, Stuttgart. And so we were just like, okay, let's take it and be done with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that period, you know, that in-between period between contracts is not, not a fun one. <laughs> how did you... How did you, you know, how did you deal with it? Uh, obviously, from a mental standpoint, what, what were you doing individually and physically to stay fit? Because uh, it's something, you know, that that's a that's a big topic. Because I think the biggest thing is just, you know, just being ready for that opportunity. You know, um, and if yeah. you know you let those six weeks slip by, and you know you, you're you're not training and staying fit, you know, coming in and, and doing well is is not not the easiest. Yeah, definitely not. It's definitely not not an easy thing. Got to got to make sure you're staying fit. But during, mentally, uh, I would say that was a, also another very very difficult part in my career because I was kind of having to put full faith in my agent and say because and, I don't have the connections. He's the one with the connections. He's the one who, who sure. knows people to to you know get me some get me in somewhere to be able to have a trial and this and that. And so mentally, it was tough because I had like I said, I had to put all my faith in into him. But at that point, I was just like, okay, I can't control that. I'm going to focus on the things that I can control. And the things that I can control are staying fit. So I took the couple weeks. I took the couple weeks to, you know, after the season, I just, you know, it was a long season. You always want to relax and enjoy yourself. And so I took the first uh, maybe week and a half and I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Um, But then after that, I was, uh, I started to start going to the gym every single day and I was running every single day. And um, I ended up going to the training facilities at, uh, at Magdeburg. Cause my contract was still to the end of June. So I was like, Hey, if I have a contract, I'm going to still use the facilities, you know what I mean? And so, uh, (laughs) and so I ended up, um, going to their training fields and, you know, getting, just getting touches on the ball just by myself, brought a whole bag of balls and I just kind of did my thing on my own. And, you know, I, you know, I just, it was just basic drills that I've, that I've seen online or drills that we were doing in training and this and that. And, um, when it came to fitness, I just remember doing some of the fitness that we were doing in training and I just Mm -hmm. took that and did it on my own and took my watch and, 
kind of did those things uh, on on the side to make sure that I was staying fit. Because as you said, it's difficult if you're to take the six weeks off and go into a training session or go into go into a trial, then you're going to you're going to be dead after 20 minutes of of training and you're not going to be able to show your Mm -hmm. physical, your your ability of what you what you can do at a a high level. And so that was one of the biggest things for me. I was like, if if and when a time comes where I get to go on on trial, I want to make sure that like one, I'm not tired at the trial at the trial and two i'm like i'm like i, I look fit you know i want to yes. i want to make sure that you know I, I'm, I'm physically i physically look good i want to make because you know obviously looks first looks is you know it's always a thing when you That's look at someone point, you think, oh, it, it is point. a key point when you first look at someone you're thinking ah, is this kid really you know is he is he fit yeah. you know i don't yeah. know but if you look at someone, oh, he's got a good body type, you know, he, he yeah, looks good yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden yeah. you get it on the field and then it's like the added bonus. It's, it just kind of, it helps your situation more than it, than it, than it, you know, it doesn't, it can't hurt, you know? So yeah, so that, that was first the impression, thing. that quick glance is huge. Absolutely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did, how did it go at, um, how did the year go at, at Stuttgart or kickers? Cause you said they were just, <laughs> they were just, they were just relegated, right? From the third league. Yeah. They were just relegated. Um, Okay. And so only one player stayed. Um, the rest of the guys left because they had a very, very good team. It was one of those, it was one of those years for them. There was just like I don't. know. Everyone in the league was like, I don't know how in the world they got relegated like that. An unbelievable yeah. team, like crazy talent. They just didn't mesh together as a team. You know, that was just one of those things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the year that was a very, very difficult year for me. Very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I was by far my most difficult year in Germany. Um, the reason being is because at the beginning of the year, it went really well. You know, we were, mm. we were kind of middle of the table. It was okay for a team that just got relegated into the, into the, into the lower league. And so um, I was playing, um, but then our first coach got fired. I say first coach because we had, I think three coaches in the one year um, well, there. Well, and so that's always first difficult, co- man. Change of coaches. Yeah. And so the first coach got fired um, and then the next coach came in and then he was only there for about a month and a half. And then at winter, the next coach came in and at that point he, uh, he kind of always having a new coach, you know, different style of play, yes. they like certain players and this and that. And exactly. So, exactly. Um, I was playing at the beginning when the new coach came in. I then got a red card in one of our games and I was out for three games. And at that point, the club was so angry with me. They put me to the second team and I like, wasn't, what did you do for the uh, red? There was like an altercation in a game. I pushed the kid, he fell to the ground, but it was, it was one of those moments where it was like, where he he takes the dive. He took, it was, it was so, it was like, you know, it was one. Of those, you know he I mean? pushed his chest, but he held. His I swear, you know, one of those times. You know how many times where people get you yeah. throw, you do a little push yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was one of those. One of those. Yeah, yeah, throws himself on the ground. Yeah. Referee comes up. The linesman was like, "Oh, he pushed, he pushed him. He did yeah, that." And yeah, so the referee, yeah. boop, red card. And I'm like, "You gotta be kidding me!" You know. And then we ended up loot. They ended up scoring like two minutes yeah. later. And so like yeah. the club's like, "Oh, Ryan's yeah, fault." Yeah, you know, yeah, isn't yeah. that? Yeah um understand you arguing in english or german oh i was in full english at that point I was yeah pissed off. I, you know once you start speaking um, that it's over there yeah it was out. over um so of course you know as a player when you get a red card and then you lose the game like you feel you feel yeah. awful about it like you know sure and so i you know after the game i like i did like a public apology to the team and this and that and then uh the next day the 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 
the president of the club and like the sport director and everyone like that came into the came into the office and freaked out at us about like how bad of a game it was and then he was like and he turned to he turned to me and he was like got real mad at me and whatnot and so yeah. then he told me he was like okay for the next three games or whatever as long as your red card you're going to the second team you're not allowed to come into the locker room of the first team and this and that and yeah. so like i basically was like no longer in contact with all the guys from from the first team and wow. so like i was just like like what the heck like i've never heard of something like this and so i took yeah. the the time and played with the played with the second team but then i came back after my red card and at that point i was kind of just like they were just like whatever to me and they didn't they had no desire to to play me and i was getting subbed in a few times like here and there sometimes wasn't even on the team sometimes on the bench this and that but I think I started maybe in one or two games after that, and that was it. Um, but then the club went into like a bankruptcy almost. They were like broke. They had like no money. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the end of that, at the end of that year, um, they told 14 guys, including myself, um, they have no desire to keep us. They can't pay us. Um, and I was told from the coaching staff at the time that uh I was never going to make it and that I was, uh, if, you know, if I wanted to, if I want to play professionally, like I need to, you know, completely change and this and that. And they were like, wow. right now, like you have, you you don't have the mentality, you don't have the physical ability. And they, it was just, it was just, they put me into my grave at that meeting. Yeah, it was yeah, one of the yeah. worst things ever. Yeah. And so I was just like mentally like distraught after that. And I was just like, yeah. I, like at, th at this point, like I, I get told I, I have an injury at Magdeburg. I get go to another team. The other team sends home 14 guys at the end of the year. I get told I'm a bad soccer player and that I'm there. I'm not going to make it. I, and this yeah. and that. And then, and then at that point I have no contract because they just sent me home. They're like, they're like, even if I'm like, but I have a contract like I, and they're like, okay, you have a contract, but we're not, you have no, we have no desire. Like don't come to training, like don't do anything. And so uh, at that point I was saying, I, I was almost like, okay, <clears throat> that's it. I'm done. Like I have no desire to, <clears throat> to deal with this anymore. And like, I can't, yeah. I, I like, I couldn't put up with it. And so mm. at this, at this point, my wedding was, was coming up wow. uh, with my wife. And so I was like, was you know she what? over there? Was she over she, there, your wife? During during this time, yeah. So she's been with me the whole time. But then during yeah. the, like the last the last month, so when I had this meeting, my wife had flown home to kind of like help prepare for the wedding and stuff like that. Mm. And so like I was I was alone <clears throat> there, oh, dude, and so I had like no one to talk to. And so I was just like, <clears throat> my mind was just yeah. going crazy at this point. And so yeah. then I said, <clears throat> I said to myself, the okay, walls, man. seriously. And so I just said. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to have a good, I'm going to enjoy my wedding, this and that. I'm going to, you know, enjoy myself. And then, then we'll see what happens, you know? For sure. For focus sure. on like going back, focus on the things that I can control. I can't control this. This yeah. is already in the past. Yeah. I can't, can't do Absolutely. anything about it. Might as well just, you know, right now season's over. I might as well just go home, enjoy myself and, you know, focus on the positive things. And then, um, during that time, my agent was still, was working with, uh, was trying to like get connections and stuff like that. And mm. it was, it was on my wedding day in the morning. I got a phone call from, I got a phone call from my agent and he was like, Ryan, I got you a contract with Luck Leipzig for this wow. amount of money this for, for two years. Wow. Wow. And I was like, no, I, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. I literally thought that there was going to be nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing. 
my wedding day, I pick up the phone, I call my wife and I was like, I have to talk to you. I'm sorry. I have to talk yeah, to you. I got to yeah, tell you this. Yeah. So yeah. I told her the news and then it just made the whole day just like so much That's more special bad. because I, 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 you know, it was my wedding day, got, had the wedding, yeah. got the contract. We're going back yep. to Germany where, you know, things are still going to flow. And so I was like, you know what, whatever just happened to me that, that entire year, we're just going to like, it's just, it's in the past now. Like just done Absolutely. with it. So Absolutely. yeah. Stupid I mean, overall. that's the roller coaster right there. That's the roller oh. coaster of emotions you deal with in this game. It's like low, 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 sure. high. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. But the thing is, the, the city in Stuttgart was actually an unbelievable city. It was beautiful. Yeah. The fans, beautiful. the fans in, 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 in Stuttgart were unbelievable as well. So, like, if you think about, like, the overall situation in Stuttgart was actually really, really nice. And, like, you know, yeah. the, the, the facilities and everything like that and how everything was, it was very, very professional. You know, being a, sure. as a, uh, a fourth league team, it was a very professional atmosphere. And, that was sure. one of the big reasons why I was so happy that I was that I got to go there, um, mm. and the the year started out well, but then it ended up really really bad for me personally. Um, and so, mm. yeah, overall that was sure. a, one of the most difficult times for sure here in Germany. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, be, being told that by a coach is just you know never fun. But like you said, you just add it to that dark side motivation. You know, when when you need to prove people wrong. Correct. Um, so yeah. So how did that? How did <laughs> So you said you had a two-year contract at, at local Leipzig, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I got back, got my packed my things up, moved to Leipzig, and then uh, had probably the two best years that I at that point that I had in Germany. It was like That's the awesome. highlight of my, you know, it was just now where I'm at right now is the highlight. But like before, yeah, that yeah, was like a yeah. big highlight for me, and so for sure, um, big the way kind of like big big turning point. Seriously, it was a huge turning point, and like for me yeah. mentally, it was just like. A, like a relief and i was just like oh finally like the things that i'm that i've been working so hard for are starting to slowly like kind of transition and pay off and everything like that absolutely, and, absolutely. um with a position wise actually i was playing like in stuttgart that one one of the things with the three different coaches if you look on transfer market and you look up my year on at stuttgart and you look up the positions i played it's the yeah. most absurd thing in the world because i played every single yeah. position yeah. besides besides goalkeeper I kid you not. Every single position. So I was always wow, changing. Wow. And so my agent or, or my my coach, he uh, from from Locke, he was like, you know, I know that you're kind of more of a defensive player, this and that, you know, where do you see yourself best at? And then I um, at that point, I wanted to play defensive mid. I wanted to play the six. And so mm -hmm. I told him, I was like, I was like, I, I can play center back, but I, I feel myself at this where I'm at right now. I feel currently my best at the six and so he was like okay and so he tried me at the six worked out really well my first year i scored i think 11 goals my first my or yeah 11 goals my first year at the six as a defensive midfielder yeah. um and then the next year i scored i scored eight or nine and so i had yeah, i was like 19 goals total in the two years that i had at the at defensive mid um so it kind of you know it, was, it worked out really really well that i played defensive mid and I was super happy in Leipzig. I was like, overall, everything in Leipzig was like perfect. Mm, for mm. sure. Yeah, I mean, dude, not 19 goals at the, at the six is, is unreal, man. Um, yeah. I was so, <laughs> happy about that. So, so after that, so after that, those two seasons, um, you know, how did you feel? What was your next step? Where did where did you want to make a move to? Uh, my original plan was to get back to the third league. Cause I was like, okay, like I, I just put, you know, now that was my third season in the fourth league. I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back to the, back to the third league. I just yeah. had an unbelievable two years with 
great statistics. I played every single game. Um, and so I was like a hundred percent, like, this is my time I'm going to get back. And so, mm. um, how old were you at the end of that season uh, in those two years? Uh, 20, 26, maybe. Yeah. 26. Okay. Yeah. I was 26. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, like I said, I wanted to get back to the third league. Um, but then I was getting pursued by a few fourth league teams. One mm-hmm. being, uh, one being, uh, uh VFB Lubeck, the, mm-hmm the team that I was with uh, last season and they were kind of heavily recruiting me um, to, to go play for them. And they, and I saw that the the players that they had on their team and I saw like all those players basically came from like, you know, the third league and a lot of them played like at a high level. And so I was like, okay, this, and they basically were telling me like, if this is the a year that we're going to get promoted, it's going to be, it's going to be this next season. And so that was a big, you know, big point as to why I wanted to, why I decided at the end to go there, but I, I kept holding out a little bit. I was like, I want to see what offers come in the third league and nothing was coming, but Lubeck was kind of pushing and they wanted me to sign early. They were pushing, pushing, pushing. And I was, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, this and that, but I was, it felt good because it was the first time that a team was pursuing me in Germany. It was my first time ever that a team was like, we want him, you know, they came to me and instead of us yes. going to them. Yep. And so I was like, I said to, I said to my wife, I'm like, ah, like, do, do we take this? And, or do we like, do we get greedy and hold out and wait for something to come in the third league? And then I'm like, but what if yeah. something doesn't come in the third league? Like, you yeah. know, this and that, and then we're going to be, and then Lubeck's going to be out of the picture because they're going to say, okay, he just needs, he's out of the question. We're going to look somewhere else. And so I was just like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then we ended up signing early um, with Lubeck. And I think it was like uh, March. It was real end of March, maybe it was really, really early, but we didn't, obviously the media didn't know until like maybe a month and a half later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I signed really, really early. So maybe something would have come if I waited another two months um, for the third league. Yeah. But at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take this. Cause like I said, like someone's pursuing me and it feels really, for really sure. good. So oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna to take that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it seems that your, you know, your girlfriend, then your wife, you know, really has been super supportive the whole time. I mean, I think that's so, so big, you know? Yeah. That she's been like, uh, she's been like my rock. I swear to God. Um, Yeah. She's uh, been able to like keep me motivated and keep me, you know, with a, with a straight head going in the right direction and um, days where it's, difficult and you got to you come home and your 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 mind's just like your mind's just out of it and this and that and she was she's this entire time she's been the one that kind of like brings me back up and lifts me back up so the next day i can you know continue performing that's unbelievable yeah so so how did it go uh how did it go in in lubeck uh lubeck was great we ended up the first year um we ended up getting we got promoted into the third league that first season. Wow. Um, wow. So that was that the year that they said, this is, if this is going to be the yeah. year, this is going to be the year. Um, but it was kind of interesting because that was when, uh, when Corona hit for the first time. Mm, um, sure. And so our season got like postponed, like got canceled, but we were in, we were in first place with, with three points ahead, but one game behind. Wow. And okay. so we were, we were in a really, really good spot. And, mm the season ended up getting like completely canceled and we got promoted. And it was like this, it's kind of crazy because it was like this anticlimactic thing. Like for me personally, I've been working so hard to get back to the third league. I've wanted it so bad. 
And I yeah. was hoping that like at the end of the year, we were going to have like this last game and everyone's going to go nuts and we got promoted and this and that. But it, it ended up being a, a freaking text message into the group right. chat saying, hey, hey, guys, uh, we got promoted. We're going to Thursday. And it was just like, wait, oh, wow. what? Wow, and so I was, wow. at, I was at home in my living room and I just freaked out. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the heck? I, I was running up and down the hallway, like going crazy. Yeah, yeah, that first year was uh, was absolutely outstanding. But that was during the time, like I like I said, when everything was like the season was canceled and everything like that. I was at home doing fitness yeah. at home and everything yeah. like this. So it yeah. was kind of wild and kind of like I said, anticlimactic, but still felt great to you know be able to be back in the third league. And then uh, my the second year when we were in the third league, um, that was a, another difficult kind of year for me. But as a team as well, like overall as a team, it was kind of difficult because we ended up. Mm. At the end of the year, we got relegated. Mm. Um, but I, the start of the year, I was I was starting. I was uh, like a major player in the team and stuff like that. And so, were you playing as a six had, or as a center back? No, I actually, when I was in Lubeck, I started at the six just for the first half of the year, and then the coach switched me to because we played with a back three, and so I he put okay. me to the center back position because he was like, mm. I know you can play the position because yeah. also the six the six that we had was also very very good. And so mm. he was like, I don't want to waste like both of you. I don't want to have you sure. in and him out or or you sure. or him in and you out. And so yeah. he moved me, he moved me to center back. And so um that was when I like since then I've been only playing center back. Um but the first half of the year I was like kind of playing every single game. And then I got a, a red card for this time, another red card. Um yeah. but this time it was like uh we were we had an offensive corner and I lifted my foot up and I hit the guy in the chest, but he grabbed his face, mm -hmm. acting like I hit him in the face, and I ended yeah. up getting three games. I ended up getting three games for this, and so yeah. I was out for the three games. And we were Europeans still, we are also good at that, man. They're good at they're good oh, at faking they're those. So those, good man. at it. They're so good. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. And so the the we had we actually we draw we drawn a few games because it was like maybe it was the fourth game of the season. We had like lost draw 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 like three draws or something like that. So I hadn't won mm -hmm. a game. And then I got the red card. The next two games we lost. And then the final game before my red card suspension was finished, we had won. And that was the first game that we won all year. And so mm -hmm. the game that I came back from my red card, the coach kept the same lineup. Um, and then we won again. We won that next game. And so I was like, okay, you know what? It is what it is. Like, you know, we're winning. Yeah. You know, I just I just came back from a red card. So, like, never change a winning team kind of mentality. So I was like, sure. you know what? It is what it is. Um, but then we ended up going on like a losing streak. We lost like eight games in a row or something like this and wow. I, or like six games in a row, something like that. And so I still wasn't playing at that point. And I was like, I was so confused. I was like, I'm doing everything right in training. Like, why am I not like being given a chance again? We, we've lost yeah. six games in a row, this and that. And so, um, then I ended up starting to play and then the second half of the year came and I started playing like every single, basically after the winter break, I started, I played every single game after that, mm -hmm. um, up until the end of the year, um, but unfortunately, as a team, we got relegated. Um, and during that summer, it was quite difficult because nobody was kind of interested in me again um, because right. I had I only played half the year. And so and we I was with a team that got relegated. And so all the coaches and all the sport directors in the third league are thinking, OK, he only has a certain amount of games in the third league. He was with a team as a center back, as a defender, and you got relegated. Right. You know, so yeah. obviously, you know, is he even, you know, good enough to play in the third league, this and that. And so I waited a long, long, long period of time before, uh, like, like this, like the past, this past summer. And I waited until end of July. 
Um, and that's when I signed with Rostock. But before that, like I was talking with every coach that I had connections with and my agent was yeah. ca- talking with everyone. And basically everyone in the third league said, like, he's not good enough. Like I like literally every single coach said, no, we don't want him because like overall he's not good enough. Yeah. He's, he's okay, but he's, I mean, he's not what we're looking for. He's not the the player type we're looking for in this man. So I was just like, it was again, another like, Holy crap. How many times are we going to go up and down the roller coaster? It was just like, yeah. like, like I have such a good, I'm like at a high. And then it's just like, Oh, yeah. brought down yeah. another high. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's just the nature of this, of, of this business and Absolutely. the this sport. And, uh, Absolutely. Just like you said, it's a business. On, yeah, exactly. It is. It is a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. You know, we work for yep. these companies and stuff like that. So, yep. um, but during that summer when I was waiting, I was on not on trial, but I was like training with uh, with Lubeck still because uh, mm. I had a really good connection with the with the assistant coach who became the head coach. And I spoke with him That's and I was like, hey, can I come to training? Just I just want to like get like actual training fitness in and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when a moment comes like that, I have a trial or something like this, I want to make sure I'm fit, you know? And so, um, and there's nothing like training with a team, you know? I mean, you could do so much individual stuff, you know, especially when you're an older player, correct. but there's nothing like that, that, that training with a team and, you know, mentally, yeah. you know, that mental stimulation and positioning exactly. wise tactics, decisions. So yeah. that's huge, yeah. man. Yeah. And so during, it was like, uh, it was, I think the beginning of, no, end of end of June. It was the end of June. Rostock had gone into to preseason already, and I over the years I've always had a connection uh, with with the head coach here, Jens Hertel, uh, and I've always had like a I've always been you know in connection with him over the years. Um, and I called him. It was like Katie and I, my wife and I. She was like, "Why don't you call Jens? Why don't you give him a call and see if yeah. it's possible to like for you to go train?" I'm like. I'm like, there's no way he's gonna say yes. It's like this. They just got promoted to the second league. Like, there's just no way. Like, I didn't believe her. And then, like, we kind of like got into like an argument about. It. She's like, Ryan, you have nothing wow. to lose. Why don't you just call him? And so we wow. like kind of fought. We argued about it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. We didn't like talk. We didn't like talk the rest of the night. Yeah. Next yeah. morning, the ne- the ne- the next morning, I wake up and I was like, you know what? Damn it, she's right. And so I call. I yeah. pick up the phone. I call him. I'm like, hey, coach, how's it going? You know, how are you? You know, what's your situation? What's your guys' situation looking like? And, you know, I'm just wondering, is it possible for me to just come and like train with you guys to stay fit um, yes. and and maybe be as like a, a as a trial player? And he uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was at that time, he was like, oh, you know, I don't know this and that. And he was like, are you are you vaccinated? Because like, you know, vaccinations were yeah, starting yeah, coming. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm like, I'm vaccinated. I'm good to go. <laughs> and so he was just and he was like, oh, OK, you know, let me let me speak with uh, with our managers and stuff like that and see, you know, yeah. what's what. Yeah. Uh, a couple days later, he calls me back and he was like, Ryan, can you meet us here? We're, we're at a, we have, a, we have our last training camp before the season starts. And I was just like, done deal. Like I'm there, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was in my, I was in my car and I got, I got home and I, I, Katie was sitting on the, on the patio yeah. and I looked at her and I was like, I'm going on trial with Rostock. And she was like, what? And she yeah, freaked yeah, out. Yeah. Right. That's unreal. And so I had, during my trial, I had an, unbelievable uh like week of training i played extremely Mm. well like in training we had two friendly games and both those games i played really well and the second game was against wolfsburg um Mm. and so that was like a really good test for me to see like how i kind of fit in with the guys and how i fit in playing against like these top players um and i competed really well had like a had a very very good game and the sport director and the coach after the game were, were extremely happy with me and we're like okay we'll stay in contact you know i'll let you know i'll speak with your agent this and that 
And then, you know, a week goes by and we haven't heard anything. And I was just like, oh, nah, it's, it's not happening. You know, it, you know, it is yeah. what it is and it's not happening. Yeah. And during that during that week, I ended up going and training with another team, uh, another team down south. And just uh-huh. to, again, to stay to stay fit. And mm-hmm. um, this team, <clears throat> this team was a fourth league team, but they they were also like recruiting me very, very heavily. They wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, OK, I'll mm-hmm. come I'll come and train with you guys for the week. But I'm still waiting to hear from Rostock. If I don't hear from Ross yeah. then I'll sign then I'll sign my I'll sign a contract with you. Yeah. Um and then my week was finished. I drive back home. I was my week was finished training with this team. I drive back yeah. home and I get a phone call on the way home from or no no no. I didn't I got yeah, I got a phone call on the way home saying I'm having a I'm having a conversation with Ross this week. And I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, at, at this point I was like, it's it's okay. out of the question. Like I, I it was like sure. finished for me. And then yeah. again, I I'm sitting at home. It was like maybe two days later, and I got the phone call from my agent. He goes, "Pack your bags. You're going to Raw Sock." And I freaked. Holy. I freaked That's out. Unreal. And there, there was unreal. like my wife was recording my reaction. I had no idea. Wow. wow but wow. then like, and she posted it on Instagram. But then the media like yeah. took all. They took it. Wow. And they were like, it was like all over the all over like the all over the media and everything. Just this one video of like my reaction of when I like uh, signed for the got the sign for Raw Sock. So that was like again. Back to the roller coaster, yep, yep, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like a month, unreal. a month before, all these teams were saying, "No, he's not good enough. No, he's not good enough." And then all of a sudden, boom! I signed mm. a second league contract, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, and everything that was just like, everything. How, how did that feel? Before. Like, what, what was that feeling? I mean, like, it's obviously indescribable, I, but it's like, I, I honestly can't even explain it. It, it, yeah. it felt like I was dreaming, like. It's yeah, so, yeah. you know, it sounds so like cliche. No, I literally felt like I was dreaming. And when I, yeah, and yeah. like when I got off the phone with him and I was just like, I had my moment with my wife. And then all of a sudden I got to, it was like 20 minutes later, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, like, what the heck just happened? Like what? Yeah. I'm just like, I, like, I yeah. couldn't even fathom that yeah. I, the phone yeah. call that yeah. I just got. And so I was just like, what is like, this is, this is absolutely un- unbelievable. I'm like, yeah. everything that I've been working for, like is now coming true. Like, my dream Absolutely. of like playing at a high, high, the highest level I possibly can is now like it's here. It's like in front of me and like I'm, I'm going to be there and do it. And so just like it was nuts. Yeah. That's unreal. And, and a couple of weeks before you were you didn't want to take the risk of calling the coach. So it's like those little those little small decisions, yeah. you know? Yeah. And my wife, Katie, she always tells me, she was like, you know what? I'm the reason we're here right now. I told you, I told sure. you to call him. Sure. And what did yeah. you do? You called him. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously into the season right now, how's it been going? How's your experience been going over at Rostock? Um, so like I came in basically as like a, like a backup, a backup mm-hmm. center back, um, which at, that, at this point, I was like perfectly okay with. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm just gonna, I'm in the second league now. I'm just gonna enjoy my moments here. I'm gonna, you know, bust my ass every day at training and this and that, and, um, you know, kind of have these no regrets, you know, this no regret mentality. And first half of the year, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was okay. We were, we were, we were doing okay. Then my first game that I got to play in was, uh, was the cup game, mm-hmm. and it was against Jan Jan Regensburg, and we won in mm-hmm. penalties. We ended up going into penalties. And we got advanced to the uh, <clears throat> to the next round, mm-hmm. and that was like the first time. That was the first time I got to show like m- what I can do against a second league team throughout like a like a in like a 
like a competition game, you know? Yes. Um, because yes. before before that, I was only being subbed in every now and then, getting a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, but nothing like mm -hmm. nothing long, nothing nothing longer than maybe ten minutes. For sure. Um, so that was a really really big moment for me, and I I, I had a really really good game, and mm. it kind of the coach spoke with me after and was like, okay, like you know, I'm happy that you had a good game. Now I know, you know, when we need you, you know, awesome. we're able to, you know, I can trust you on this and that. And a um, couple of games later goes by. Um, and he didn't the coach didn't even tell me he didn't even tell me but uh the other center back was that i was going to be playing with he goes oh you're starting tomorrow and i was just like wow. what do you mean like what are you talking yeah. about like, yeah, yeah, i'm sorry yeah. like what yeah and so that, yeah. that was against uh that was against powderborn um and we ended up we ended up tying that game one one we should have freaking won the game but it was a dumb yeah. penalty late in the game but uh but my first game i had i was had an unbelievable game i thought and then ever since then i i've been playing and i think i missed one game after the after the Christmas break, but then right. since then I've been playing every game. So I think I've started in now. I've started now thirteen games and played in twenty one, something like that. So yeah, dude, that's been a, it's been a been a, been an unbelievable year so far for me personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a story that is. I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> crazy. Just like you know, just that whole story is what it's all about. So, I mean, uh, really incredible. I mean, wish you the best of luck, man. I mean, obviously, you, you're killing it right now. So, really, really good to thank see, you, man. Thank really you. good to see. Thanks. Think, talking about it kind of thing makes me like really like picture that like, yeah. how the whole thing happened. It's like, wait, wow, Absolutely. this is kind of nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's an unreal experience. How do you like, um, do you notice like, you know, from Regional League, fourth league to second Bundesliga, do you notice? like a different way these players like approach uh, the game mentally, you know, taking care of their body, things like that. Do you notice like those, those small differences? Oh, for sure. The taking care of their body is like one of the biggest things that I've noticed. The, the guys, especially here, they're very, very professional with like how they, with how they eat, how they work out, how like everything like that, you know, at the lower levels, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's not really a priority. Yeah. You know, they focus yeah. on like the, you know, my my physical ability to do what I can on the ball. But the, you know, like you said, with taking care of their bodies and everything like that, that's it, it's for sure progressed to the to this. And that's mm. right now where I'm at is the highest for sure. Um, mm. But the biggest difference is obviously like quality for sure. You're always going to sure. there's always a big jump from fourth to third. And then there's another big, big jump from third to second. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Just two last questions. Um, if you could go back to any age uh, with the knowledge that you have today, 29 years <laughs> old, playing the second Bundesliga, what age would you go to and what would you tell yourself? Um, I would probably tell myself during my junior year when I was got injured that mm. keep going where you're going. It's going to pay off. You know, that would be that. That'd be one of the things I'd say. Love it, bro. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, just that, I think that, you know, through this whole story, it's, it's all about persistence, man. Obviously you got to have the quality, but it's about, you know, the persistence. I mean, you got told, uh, by Stuttgarter kickers, you know, fourth league that you weren't good enough. Now look where you're at. So it's like, you know, it's about, you know, proving the doubters wrong, using that dark <laughs> side motivation and just, yeah. you know, continuing to push forward i mean one thing that i really love what you talked about also in, in the footwork podcast is you know um focus on the now and focus i always say this it's like focus on 
the goals you have right now, like do the little things and then those big goals, those future goals yeah. add up without even you those having to think about it. You know, it's like yeah. those process goals. Exactly. So, the I mean, process goals awesome. are, are huge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then last thing, um, if you could offer, you know, two to three pieces of advice to any young footballer um, trying to become a pro or get their next pro contract, what would it be? Um. We can go right back to the, the, the little process things. You know, if you're someone who has an ambition to, to you know, become a professional player and you're a younger player, um, you know, you try not to think so much on the end goal because you have such a long way to go. You have such a long journey before, yeah. you know, that goal can happen. And, Absolutely. you know, fo focusing on the little things to make, you, make yourself better, you know, on the mental side of it and on the physical side of it. That's for sure one of the biggest things that I could say to you is having the persistence, having the patience, um, and having, you know, that willpower to focus on the things that you can't control because at the end, the end goal, you cannot control right now. Yes, the only things that you yes. can control are what's, what's directly in front of you, you know, especially if like yes. if you're a younger guy and you have a game in front of you, what's the thing I can control? It's doing my absolute best in this one game and letting everything else after that come into, come into flow, like without itself. And then mm -hmm. the next I would say is just, you know, playing as if it's, it's kind of, I've heard this so many times before, but yeah. Playing every single day like it's like it's the last time you're ever going to be able to play the game because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've learned in football you never know. I've played with guys; they've gotten injuries. You never ever know what can That's happen awesome. on a day and on, on the field. You can get an injury mm -hmm. and boom, it's it's done and it's over. So take mm -hmm. every single moment that you have on the field and spend it and enjoy it as if it's the last time you're ever going to be on the field and you're going to live your your football career, your professional career with no regrets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two things on that. It's like. When you're injured you realize you realize that like how important that is and then the second thing is from you know like we talked about before the business perspective yeah. you know you're only as good as your last game you know so <laughs> pretty much you know it's just the truth um yeah. and then uh, in terms of that goal the goal perspective do you have any method you know for do you set goals like yearly monthly how, do you have any method for writing it down or uh you know putting it anywhere where you could see it or is it just all in your head um it's kind of for me it's all in my head um but like for me at the beginning of this year i i had like a i want to play in five games i want to play in 10 games so once i had hit five my next goal was 10 then once my next yeah. goal is 10 i want to get to 15. so right now for me personally yep. i'm trying to get to 15 starts that's my goal right nice. now those milestones, so I, those I, little milestones. I, it's little milestones and then once you once you reach that goal put a nice little check on it and say okay I did what I had to do awesome. to, get the, to get that done and then focus on make another little goal. You know, for me, that, that was for me what my main goals were this year is I want to, you know, five games at a time. That was my goal. Love and if I only got to 10, if I only got to 10, then I was able to reach my 10th goal. You know, that was mm -hmm. my first goal was five. And so that was what I kind of did. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, but an, but an unreal Thank conversation, you, man. I appreciate it. If, if listeners want to reach out or, uh, you know, check you out on, on Instagram, other social media, where can they find you? Uh, my Instagram at is uh, Malone with three E's. Perfect. So can, and I'll put that below there. in the description. Perfect. 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 All right, man. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of the Friday and hey, uh, enjoy yourself. Thanks. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was, that was a blast. Thank you very much. Of, of course, brother. Of course. We'll keep yeah. in touch, man. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? All right. Peace out, brother. Take, take care, bro. Take care.
Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned as much as I did from Ryan's story. Whatever you're doing while you listen to this, if you're on a run, walking your dog, in your car, grabbing a nice workout, this should have you fired up, motivated, and ready to get after it today, the rest of the week, the rest of the month, and the rest of the year. This guy proves that anything is possible. If you want to get in touch with Ryan, I'm going to leave his Instagram below. Hit him up on DM. He's a super nice guy, super humble guy, and I'm sure he'll be willing to answer you and help you out. If you want to help me out, help this podcast out, I would really appreciate it if you could drop a review wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're at. I would appreciate a nice five-star review or a one-star review if you didn't enjoy it, if you don't enjoy the podcast. I love bringing you these episodes. I need to be more consistent on here. I'm going to try to go one episode a week. I got a really good one coming again next week, but re-listen to this one, enjoy it, re-listen to old ones. If you have any questions, be sure to hit me up on email and I'll get back to you. Have a good rest of the day. Have a good rest of the weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.